Hey everybody, welcome back. Jason here. You know what it is. So, I got some good feedback on the barefoot episode with Ashley from ZenRx, and that's awesome. I appreciate the feedback, and I'm glad you guys are interested in that topic. It, it's truly interesting to me, as well as I'm just now learning about it, and you know, again, reading from that book, Born to Run. Um, I'm following all, also following the hashtag barefoot running on uh, Instagram. So it's interesting to see the things that people are, are posting. And yeah, there are people out there running races like straight up barefoot, I'm not even talking about minimalist shoes, but straight up barefoot running. And so it's pretty cool stuff. I know that Ashley likes to talk a lot about grounding as well. Grounding, grounding, <laughs> as in taking your shoes off barefoot on the earth, soil, grass, in the water, that kind of stuff, um, and how that's actually pretty good for your body as well. Not actually pretty good, but actually really great for your body. And so I'll have to have her back on to talk about grounding as well. So again, glad you appreciated that. Today, I got out for a walk and I've been wearing these minimalist shoes and essentially what they do is they remove any kind of cushion or support so that your foot is it's flat footed. Now there's a rubber sole on it or a sole on it. And so there's still a little bit of material between my foot and the ground, but going for a walk in these shoes without the support on my heels, I've just realized today that I'm a, I'm a heel striker, heel striker. And so I actually looked it up on YouTube and there's guys who talk about heel striking and then also um, striking on your like the front of your foot so there's an extreme there's you strike your heel first and then roll forward or you hit the very tip of your toes and then your foot rolls back and that kind of a healthy stride is to where you land somewhat in the middle of your foot and then your heel rolls back and gently taps the ground and then you move forward so I found it interesting because I got out there for a walk today and I could feel my heels like pounding the ground. So I don't have heel support, right? So what I did when I went for my walk, I wore those minimalist shoes. Tonight I put on my my Asics that are kind of my, you know, my expensive running shoes that have padding. And I could tell the difference in the uh, the amount of impact that my heel was having on the floor. And so actually the, the shoes do help me not to strike my heel on the ground so hard so that it's lower impact when I walk. But I'll just tell you, I see that as a bad thing because what I've realized now is that I don't have that support. And so I've essentially trained my feet and my legs, my calf muscles, my Achilles tendon, all that stuff to depend on the cushion. And so when I got out there to walk today, I felt my heels like hitting the ground pretty hard. And I don't know if you've ever tried to correct your walk or correct your stride. It's not the easiest thing in the world. And I felt like I looked hilarious. I actually thought to myself, I need to record some video of me walking normally and my heels striking the, hard on the ground and then correct my stride and see what I look like just to see the difference. 
And so for 45 minutes, I went for a walk around the neighborhood and, and I was trying not to overcorrect. Like I was really trying to figure out a good feel. Like I always hear you hear you're supposed to be light, kind of light on your toes and you know, you strike down with the middle of your foot, your knees bent just a little bit. So there's a little bit of spring in your step. And, uh, what I realized in trying to correct that was I started thinking about something that coach D over at true form fitness taught me. And he talks about engaging your core. He always says strong core chest out. And so when he was teaching me to, to run the other day, cause he asked me like, Hey, how do you show me how you run? So I started running and he was telling me that it looked clunky. Like, yeah, I was striking my heel hard. And so he, he was like, okay, do it like this. And so he started teaching me. And I remember as I was running, he was saying, all right, you know, like straight back, chest out, um, strong core. And so I, I did that as I was simply walking. And so I do this thing to where my, my pelvis, like my, my hips, they kind of stick back a little bit to where it looks like I'm forcefully sticking my butt out and like my stomach out. But what I've realized is that because my my hips are out of whack and, and all that stuff's out of whack that I can actually turn my pelvis like up, like kind of turn it forward. Um, and then when I do that, it like engages my core. And so I was doing that. I was engaging my core, strong core with my, my pelvis pushed forward, my back straight and my chest out. And as I was walking and doing that, it corrected my stride. But I'll tell you what, it was the weirdest feeling. And I was, it was work to, to walk correctly. And so then for a second, I did just like a mild jog, like very slow jog with my back straight, my pelvis tucked, my core engaged, my chest out, and it corrected my jog. But it was difficult and I thought, holy crap. And so for a moment I thought to myself, you know what, my like I know my my pelvis is out of whack. And Coach D had been teaching me some uh, core strengthening exercises. Um, some there's an exercise called bird dogs, and then there's an exercise called dead bugs. And he's telling me that I need to do 20 reps um eat twice every single day to begin to strengthen my core. And then he taught me a new way to do, uh, hanging, um, like ab crunches or something like that, like leg raises, hanging leg raises, but where I'd stick my legs out and then tuck my knees and do reps that way. And so you guys go look that up, look up bird dogs and look up, um, bird dog exercise and look up dead bug exercise. And so that's what he has me doing to strengthen my core. And I was thinking, gosh, I really do need to strengthen my core. And so because I need to have a strong core in order to be able to help pull my pelvis forward and keep my back straight when I'm running and even when I'm walking, I'm telling you with these shoes on, it's just the weirdest thing. And so I'm figuring out that my body is really out of whack a lot more than I thought it was, even though I knew it was like my hips are always tight. Um, sometimes I get sciatica pain. And so there's been different things that I have to do to stretch and stay moving and stay mobile. 
and they, these are hashtag old people problems. I know there's a couple of young bucks that listen to this podcast and, you know, I don't know, maybe think about how you can get a strong core now so that when you're almost 40, you're not like me, like contorted and twisted and broken. But I had this interesting thought today because I was talking to Kim about it. And I was telling her that I did my walk and what happened, I realized I was this heel striker. And I came to a realization and I said, you know, I think I'm realizing that I need to work on function. Like I need to work to get my body functional over making my body look aesthetically pleasing. And that was a big deal to me because when I started phase one, I planned this workout that's kind of like a hit workout, high intensity interval training to where I was going to be doing push-ups and pull-ups and burpees, kettlebell swings, um, leg raise or flutter kicks and all this other stuff. There's a 45 minute rotation or circuit of those exercises. And I'll tell you what, I did that one time. It was like the first day of phase one that I did that. And that workout kicked my butt. It really kicked my butt. But the reason I planned it that way is because I wanted to get muscle definition in my chest. I wanted to get definition in my biceps. And then I wanted to lose some belly fat. So I was thinking, okay, arms, upper body, core kind of stuff. And then kettlebell swings because I like doing them and they're good for my legs as well. And so I was, you know, want to keep my legs strong for the mountain and for biking. So I developed this whole circuit training to kind of work on those things with my body. And so as I'm taking my progress pictures every day, I keep looking at my chest and looking at my, my abdomen and I look at my arms and I'm just like, man, I have no definition. I have no definition. And that bugs me, but I've also not been doing the work to, to help that. But what I'm realizing now is like, I'm having to choose mobility and functionality over aesthetics. And I don't know if that helps you, but that helps me. And so as a guy who sat at a desk for years, okay, so let's just talk about this. So when I was in 11th grade, I got a job as a, as a busser, bussing tables at a restaurant. So I was on my feet all the time working at a restaurant not sitting down. I'm always moving. And then I became a waiter, which again, on your feet all the time. I did that for roughly seven years. So from 11th grade until I graduated from the Art Institute of Houston, I waited tables roughly seven years. I'm on my feet. I'm moving. I'm walking. I'm not sedentary. You know, I'm up and around pretty much all day when you're waiting tables. So then I got my first desk job, which was a freaking bear and by that, I mean the whole eight to five thing, like sitting at a desk for hours on end. I should have learned my lesson back then, right? It was rough. It was hard to sit in one place. There were days where I would go and I would, and I would fall asleep or I would take a nap in my car in the parking garage. I'd turn my car on and I would nap for my hour break. I'm not even going to lie. There were also times where I would like go and <laughs> after lunch, I'd go like sit on the toilet in the restroom and I would fall asleep on the toilet in the stall. And I wouldn't sleep long, but I would actually fall asleep because I was so tired. I was tired and it, I was bored really sitting at a freaking desk all the time. And that was rough. Well, then 
I worked that job for about four years and then I moved to Wichita and that's when I became a pastor. And so I was a full-time pastor for four years. And so I was up and around, I had to sit at a desk, but we did a lot of outreach and we did what we called summer blitz. And I was always on my toes, always on, on my feet. And even during that time I was running. And so, you know, I was 28, 29, 30, 31, still running, uh, still going to the gym, still moving. And so, you know, fairly active. Well, then in 2014 or 2015, beginning of 2015, January 2015, six, almost seven years ago, I get another desk job. So I go another four years at a desk. And it was during that time that I gained a bunch of weight and I got to the to the highest weight that I'd ever been. And I didn't realize at the time, but my body was really starting to carry a lot more stress and was really starting starting to feel that the desk life. And um, I changed jobs, which put me at a desk again. And then I changed jobs again. And so I've been at a desk for the past two years. Well, just recently, I, I left my full-time job and I'm fully self-employed now. But I'm still having to sit at a desk. But I'll tell you what, it, it, I feel like it's caught up with me. Um, and it's just this year that I kind of really got back into moving. So this is this year, 2021 is the most that I've moved. Um, the year before that and the year before that, I really just kind of did diet and lost some weight, but I really wasn't that active. And I tried running here and there, but I'll tell you what, I kept getting injured running my, uh, the first time was my right calf muscle. Um, it pulled while I was running. And so that sucked. Well, then the next time it was my left calf muscle. And, um, I've now pulled that muscle three times and once was just a couple of weeks ago when I went for a, a two mile jog. I get first mile was great. I got a half, half mile into, um, into that second mile and it, it messed me up, pulled my, pulled my calf muscle. Um, and so I'm prone to injury now. Not only that, my sciatica really messes up. Um, and so I'm having to continually stretch and like go to the chiropractor. I just, I hurt differently. My body is just older and it's, it's starting to feel some of this injury and, and some of that sedentary lifestyle from, from years ago, I believe. And so with all of these different things that are going on with my body, like, yeah, I want to get buff. I want to get cut. I want to put on muscle. I want to lose weight. I want to do these things. But I think more than ever, I'm having to kind of put that as a secondary or tertiary goal or even collateral outcome, a residual outcome, whatever the phrase is for that, behind the idea of getting my body back into a healthy place to function well, to where I'm not as prone to injury, to where I correct my my walking, I correct the way my pelvis is is uh, is shaped essentially. Uh, you know, my spine, all those muscles, my 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 hip muscles, all that stuff. Get that stuff aligned. Get a strong core, and just feel better overall. And so I'm I'm laying down the aesthetics to focus on the functionality. 
Um, and that's a big deal. It's such a different focus. And I guess, I guess this is 39 y'all, but we'll see, you know, what if I spend 40 and 41 really getting my body strong in my core, correcting my stride, getting stronger, uh, stronger feet, uh, getting my, my back, uh, stretched out and strong to where I walk with a straight back and my pelvis where it's supposed to be. And, um, I can just imagine getting all that stuff in order where to where my sciatic is not messing up as much. I get my diet under control. So I'm not eating, eating crap that's causing inflammation in my body, that kind of stuff. And then maybe then I'll be in a better place to, to really start to maybe put on the muscle and shoot, maybe even run, uh, go run a 5k, then go run a 10k, then go run a half and then go run a marathon. And who knows, man. I don't know if I'll be running 50 or 100 miles. I don't know. But I got to go one step at a time. And I've got to realize what's most important right now for getting my body in order. And so, again, maybe that'll help you. Maybe you, you, you've you got to think rehab an injury or rehab your body to a healthier place. So then you can start focusing on a, on a strong foundation, right? Like, if I'm going to go run, my foundation needs to be strong feet with a good stride and a strong core and a straight back and a diet that's going to help fuel those runs. Like there's a lot of different elements. Um, you know, when I was younger, I could just get out there and run and it was fine. And I would, and I did, and I pushed myself and I probably had poor form and I was probably causing harm to my body, you know, but now's the time to kind of get all that stuff in order. So maybe think about what that might look like for you. If you, if you've got injury, if you've got pain or if you're prone to injury, um, you know, if you've got pain in your legs or in your back or your torso, whatever it may be, like, what are the steps to take? What's the foundation you need to build in order to get those things in order and in a healthy place to then take the next step to really achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve. And I've had to rethink it all. And that's the name of the game in, in this whole fitness world, I think is, is strategy, right? You do a certain kind of workout, you go six weeks, you go eight weeks, you reassess, you look at your diet, you make changes, you look at supplements, you add food, you take food away. It's just this ever evolving scenario that really takes not intuition, but introspection. And it also takes coaching. Like I'm learning from this book, Born to Run, but I'm, I've also got Ashley on, on my side. I've also got Coach D on my side. I've got people around me who know me and love me too and know a thing or two about a thing or two. And I'm drawing from as many people as I can um, to, to help me in my journey. And I just keep having conversations. I keep talking about this stuff. I keep thinking out loud. I keep making the podcast and it's just kind of a different thing day to day, but that's where I'm at. Functionality over aesthetics. Think about it.